Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, No Filter with Kobo. I am your host, Elsie Ruiz Alvarado, and today's episode is part of our series of the Formula of the Month. I am so glad that you are all here listening with us. This is our 19th episode of the year. For anyone that has been following, I hope that you have enjoyed the podcast as much as I have. I feel very lucky to get to have these conversations with our guests and to be able to share them with you all. In this particular episode, we will be featuring one of our concealer formulas. It's our Naturally Flawless Long Wear Concealer, which was developed by Kobo's Application Labs. We will be dissecting this formula, discussing the Kobo ingredients used, their purpose and formula, all with the intention that we can offer some ideas on how you can create similar and effective formulas such as this one. Now I will introduce our guest for today, Claudia Harthouse. Hey, Claudia, welcome. Hi, Elsie. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Claudia, please go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing at Kobo these days. So, hi, I'm Claudia Harthouse. I recently started at Kobo about two months ago uh, as a senior chemist in the applications lab. Towards the end of high school, I knew I wanted to be a chemist in the cosmetic industry, so I went to Fairleigh Dickinson University in order to earn both my bachelor's in chemistry and my master's in cosmetic science. Um, I've been working in the industry for about five years now. I started out my career on the supplier side, and then I went into the contract manufacturer side, and I'm happy to be back on the supplier side at Kobo. And since I've joined, I've been working on a variety of projects. That's great, Claudia. Thank you for that. We are very fortunate to have you at Kobo. I'm so ready to get started with my questions and hear all about this formula. So what do you say? Let's get to it. Let's do it. All right, let's go. The first question I have for you is, what factors were considered when formulating this product? So we wanted this to be a long wear, hydrating, good coverage, and natural looking finish concealer. So all of these factors were kept in mind when formulating this product, and each ingredient was chosen very specifically in order to achieve these factors. Great, thanks, Claudia. Um, The next question is, um, what is the purpose of a concealer? And How is it different from a foundation? So the purpose of a concealer is kind of in its name. It's to conceal. Um, It's used to target specific spots on the face that we want to conceal, such as dark under eye circles or dark spots and blemishes. Um, A concealer will usually have a higher pigment load so that there's better coverage. And then a foundation is used to give the skin a nice even base. Foundations can range from 10 to 20% pigment load, depending on the coverage they're trying to achieve. And then concealers will usually have a 25 to 30% pigment load. Interesting. Thank you. Um, You know, before I go on to the next question, I just want to quickly share what I learned about the history of concealers and their development seems to go back to the late uh, 1920s. It was like first designed to conceal birthmarks and imperfections and in some cases, even tan tan lines. Um, In about 1942 or so, um, a cream was developed in two shades, and um, it was used under makeup. On the whole, these products were mostly used to cover blemishes. However, all this changed in like the 1950s when a cream concealer was created, and it was advertised to suggest that it would make um, you look about 10 to 15 years younger. Imagine. Um, so by advertising in this way, rather than just for rather than just for hiding for blemishes, um, this line opened the door to a wider consumer base for concealers. 
A couple years later, Max Factor launched a concealer targeting dark circles, and it used a similar tag, the cover-up used before makeup. With all that, tele- with all the uh, available television advertising, um, sales of concealers rose from thousands to millions in the U.S. Concealers now became part of many women's makeup routines and still is today. Going back to your comment on typical pigment loads for concealers at about, I think you said it was 25 to 30%. It turns out that the original formulas going back to the 1950s used exactly about that same load. I, so, you know, I guess I find it interesting how concealers have evolved, but are still very similar to when they were first developed. I think it stays safe to say that a concealer is a basic staple in a makeup bag and it's not going anywhere. So now I'll just move on to the next set of questions, which are more related to the particular ingredients used in the formula. So my next question for you, Claudia, is which ingredient did you use to give this formula its color and why was it chosen? We are using our JOH pigment dispersions in this formula to give the beautiful and high buildable coverage. Um, This dispersion consists of both jojoba oil and jojoba esters, which gives the formula a great moisturizing skin feel. Thanks, Gloria. I actually have a few customers using these dispersions, and they um, love these dispersions for the the feel, that moisturizing feel. It's working out really great in quite a few products. Um, My next question for you is, what type of ingredients did you use in this formula to achieve the long wear, and why? So we are using our CoboGuard HRPC, which is a wax resin. And this improves the water resistance, the rub resistance, and the transfer resistance of the formula and has great skin adhesion so that the formula remains long wear throughout the day. It's also an anhydrous formula, which already provides natural long wear. Claudia, so I know that the GOH um, dispersions you mentioned earlier um, help with moisturizing feel. Um, But are there other ingredients in the formula um, giving off a great moisturizing effect? Yeah, we're using a lot of great ingredients in here contributing to the moisturizing feel. We have two of our different plandules in here. We have the plandul H that provides non-greasy and excellent moisture to the skin, as well as the plandule LG1, which also provides superior moisture to the skin while also improving skin barrier functions. There is also Sunboost in this formula, which is often used as an SPF booster. However, it is still a great raw material that consists of antioxidant, anti-irritant, and anti-inflammatory agents that help condition, moisturize, and nourish the skin. Yeah, thanks for mentioning the SPF booster, um, the SunBoost ATB. It's um, a great multifunctional product. Okay, Claudia, so I did notice that there are two different silicas being used in this formula. Can you explain the benefit of using two different silicas? Of course, different silicas have different attributes. Just because it has the same inky doesn't mean it'll have the same properties or behave the same way. They need to be carefully chosen depending on the aesthetics you're trying to achieve. So the silica shells help absorb excess sebum from the skin and the MSS 500W is going to help improve skin feel, give a soft focus effect and also give better blendability. Yeah, that MSS 500W does a lot of wonders. Um, to many formulas. It's a really great product. Um, Okay, so Claudia, I'm aware that there are different types of concealer forms, such as, um, for example, a cream, a liquid, a stick, a balm, and also in powder form. 
what form would you say is most popular and which in your experience is more challenging than the other to formulate? So I think liquid concealers are the most popular. I think it's easier to blend into the skin and it can be used for all skin types, whether you have dry, normal to combo or oily skin. Um, Each different form has its own challenges when formulating. To me, it really depends on the chemist's experience. If they have more emulsion experience, a stick or balm might be more challenging for them. And if they have more anhydrous experience, a cream or liquid might be more challenging for them. Would you be able to use some of the same ingredients used in this formula, which we are discussing for the various forms, for the different forms that the the concealers are usually available in? A lot of the same ingredients from this formula could be used in various concealer forms, except for a powder form. You could still use some of the ingredients such as the silica shells and the MSS 500W for a powder concealer form. And you can even incorporate Sunboost into it. The Sunboost can act as a great binder in powder applications. Thanks, Claudia. Um, you know, going on to um, natural, uh, what does natural mean in the name of this formula in particular? So the natural in the name is talking about the natural skin-like finish this formula gives when it's applied onto the skin. It blends beautifully into the skin to make it seem like you aren't wearing any makeup. It gives that trendy no-makeup makeup look. While this formula isn't 100% natural, there are a lot of natural components to it. It could also be made into an even more natural formula by replacing the non-natural ingredients. I know that Petrolatum has some mixed reviews in this industry and that many brands and consumers are steering away from it. This could definitely be replaced with something more natural such as our Plandules. Both Petrolatum and Kobo's Plandules deliver great moisturization and skin barrier protection. It's not a one-to-one replacement, but it can definitely help replace it. Thanks, Claudia. You know, I think I think it was important to bring up the distinction of natural versus a natural effect. Thank you for the clarification, Claudia, and for the suggestions of potential ingredients to help achieve a 100% natural formula. This I know is very helpful to know since the natural products trend seems as it's also here to stay. Um, Claudia, well, that was all the questions I have for you today. We've reached the end of this episode of No Filter with Kobo. Thank you for your professional and personal insight, but most importantly, for being our guest today. I really do appreciate the conversation, and I hope that you will consider joining us again. Thank you, Elsie, for all of the great questions. It was really nice talking to you, and thank you again for having me. Thanks again, Claudia. Anytime. For all those tuned in, thank you for spending time with us. We really appreciate you listening through and hope that you found this episode to be informative and of some value to you. If you would like to see the complete formulas and want to know more about the ingredients discussed, go back to the description of this episode where you will find links to the formulas and literature of the ingredients mentioned. Also remember that on social media at Cobalt Products, you will find pictures of the products and application. This podcast has been created by the content team at Cobalt Products Incorporated. Cobalt Products is a raw material cosmetic manufacturer and distributor specializing in treated pigments and dispersions. Be sure to follow us on Spotify or the platform of your choice so that you don't miss any episodes. Take care and see you all next time.